0: Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine Radio Show, the show that will never feature a segment on napkin folding hosted by Martha Stewart. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the pipes magazine radio show the sometimes irreverent sometimes educational but always entertaining weekly broadcast dedicated to you the pipe smoking hobbyist i am your host brian levine in tonight's show gonna talk specifically about flake tobacco later on my guest will be ronnie bickerson better known as ronnie b pipe restoration pipe repair we'll get into some of that stuff with him Music, specifically because I just got back from Las Vegas and heard some of it while I was there, thought it would be fun to play. Mailbag, rant, all that coming up. I do want to say I did get lucky on the way to Vegas, not in Vegas. Uh, I did get lucky. I actually got upgraded. One of the first times I've ever gotten upgraded on a long cross-country flight. So that was uh, nice to sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. I do want to say that uh, getting lucky in Vegas, for me, Now, let me explain. My gambling technique is more like this.
1: Why don't you give me half the money you were going to bet? Then we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day!
0: That, of course, is from uh, National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. And that's kind of what gambling feels like to me. So when I'm in Vegas, I really look forward to finding a great place to sit back, smoke, have a drink, watch people go by and just kind of relax in the afternoon or in the evenings after I've been uh, on the trade show floor all day. That's about all I really want to do and get something to eat. And there's uh, plenty of great places still in Vegas to sit back, relax, and smoke indoors or outdoors outdoors. And lots of good food. Uh, Last weekend, the JDRF Walk, once again, I want to say thank you to everybody that helped out with all that. We had a great time at the walk, posted some pictures on my Facebook page, so if you want to see that, we uh, ended up as a family raising a little bit over $1,000, which every little bit helps. So if you're not already doing it, make sure and follow me on Facebook. Please make sure and leave iTunes reviews for us or uh, post comments on the forums i read them all the time hey make sure and let your friends know about the show share the wealth don't keep it a secret thank you for tuning in thank you to smokingpipes.com grab your pipe sit back here we go smokingpipes.com has been my family's
1: tradition for over 10 years
0: Welcome back. All right, pipe parts segment. Leading expert on my own opinion, and you're welcome to it. Here it is. Flake tobacco. Flake tobacco, as I've said before, originally started in the uh, for the navy or for the seafaring folk because pressing the tobacco down left it uh, meant it took up less space. So, flake tobacco originally meant for sea travel and for a compact way to keep your tobacco. What everybody found out eventually was that flake tobacco married faster. So if you take the blend, and then as I've said before, with most blends, even if it's going to be cut out in a ribbon, it's pressed into cakes. The cakes aren't quite as tight because it's going to be broken up again. A proper flake tobacco is pressed under thousands of pounds of pressure for a couple of days up to a week to get that tobacco to squish together and hold together like a brick. I was in the Orlick factory one time and they held up a 40 pound brick of tobacco that was 12 inches by 12 inches by 2 inches and dropped it on the floor from five feet and not a piece of tobacco fell off. That's how compressed these cakes are that are going to be made into flake tobaccos. The reason they press it that hard is you get all the flavors and all the oils and every every part of every component of that blend to squeeze together and it speeds up the maturation process. It speeds up the blending or the marrying of the flavors in the process. Now, the other thing that it does for us as pipe smokers is it allows us to customize how we want to smoke the tobacco if you take a flake and do the cut and fold you just take the flake off and you just kinda do the fold and tuck and fold and tuck you're gonna get a much slower smoking more mild version of that blend however I will warn you that if you're puffing on it too hard it'll get really hot because you've got a very compact area if you rub it out all the way like I do you're gonna get a more flavorful faster burning bowl but at the same time, you've lessened the risk of overpacking the bowl because you've rubbed it all the way out. Now, some people think it's a sin that I rub out the tobaccos all the way, but that's the way I like my tobaccos. I like to rub out the tin of the flake and get it all ready because I like a very loose bowl. I like to keep the bowl smoking easy that way. Try doing this. Take a flake of tobacco in your hand, smell the flake, Then just kind of bend and fold it and bend and fold it and smell that flake, smell that again. You'll start to see how some of the flavors have opened up. Take it and rub it out all the way and pulverize it until you get to the smallest bits. You'll see it's opened up even further. You want to have some real fun, take a couple flakes of tobacco, put them in a coffee grinder, one that you never intend on using again for coffee, but beat them just a little bit in the coffee grinder for a few seconds It'll get it down to a real fine cut, but uh, you'll get the flavors wide open. Uh, That's also one of my little tidbit tricks to try to get a straight Virginia that may be burning really hot is to pulverize it in a coffee grinder, and that just cools it down dramatically. It makes it dry out easier so that you don't get that really hot, bitter, burny part. Now, I want to also clarify a couple of things. When I say flake tobacco, I talk about escudo is essentially a flake. It just happens to be rolled into a rope. Any of the ropes or coin tobaccos, those are pretty much the same style. They just blend it into a rope, and and that roping helps it age better. Flake tobacco does not have to be a straight Virginia or Virginia Perique. There are aromatic flake tobaccos. And remember, any flake, anything that's got a flavoring poured on it or a flavoring top noted on it or cased in it is aromatic. So when you see some of the rum flakes and stuff like that, those are aromatic flakes. There are also now on the market, and you'll have to search for them hard, but you'll find them, there are flake tobaccos with Latakia in them. And if you really want to have some fun, try some of the Latakias, or try some of the flake tobaccos that have... Turkish in them. The Turkish tobaccos in particular, in my opinion, do really well in flakes because the flavor gets pressed out and it just kind of mellows out and smooths out over the entire blend of the tobacco instead of finding just a piece of it. I will say that, uh, well, here's a little funny story. Bob's Chocolate Flake, it's an English with a little bit of flavoring on it. I tried to smoke it. I couldn't get it to work for me, couldn't get it to work for me, couldn't get it lit Ended up dumping out the bowl. Once I dumped out the bowl into the ashtray, it burned for about 45 minutes just sitting there smoldering in the ashtray. But that was my experience with uh, Bob's Chocolate Flake. Yours might have varied. I may not have known what I was doing either, but it was fun. So, flake tobaccos, the other thing that I really like about them is that they age faster. They seem to age better than any kind of a ribbon cut. You're also going to uh, not have to worry about the tin bulging quite as much because the flakes are pressed in there and there's usually a little bit more air and more room for the flakes so as opposed to a ribbon cut where there's less air less room the tin will bulge faster but in a flake tobacco tends to uh, not bulge quite as much so there's a little rundown on flake tobacco for you ronnie b will be on the phone in just a minute there's nothing quite like a good book or my genuine Missouri
1: Meerschaum corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869. It's
0: the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. See for yourself at corncobpipe.com. This is Internet Radio. Please join me in welcoming to the Pipes Magazine radio show, Master Pipe Restorer, the one and only Ronnie B. of Tennessee, Ronnie B. of Night Owl Pipeworks, Welcome to the show.
1: Hello, Byron. How are you? This is Byron, my friend.
0: Now, I will say up front that uh, Ronnie and I have known each other for 10 years. We uh, check in on each other frequently. I am a huge fan of his work. So with all that being said, it's nightowlpipeworks.com. And what is more interesting to me that I want to talk to you about is a couple of the restoration things that you do or the reengineering things that you do. So are you ready? Fire away, Gridley. All right. Your blueprinting process or your blueprint that you do to pipes, can you please explain it to our listeners?
1: Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. Um... I I was exposed to the uh, wonderful smoking characteristics of a Yez Konovitz pipe about 11 years ago. And that was like uh, bells, whistles, and fire alarms going off uh, because it produced such an incredibly beautiful smoke with a tobacco I had already gotten familiar with. So I decided that I would see if I could develop a process for uh shall we say uh hot riding or retrofitting existing pipes to the uh internal architecture uh as close to that conovitz as possible and that took several years but uh basically what it amounted to or what it does amount to is ensuring that the uh shank bore is four millimeters the stem bore is three-and-a-half millimeters uh, with a tapered drill and then being worked from the lip uh, and uh, making a very pleasant little uh, funnel to uh, join the uh, round bore with the flat slot, and then using the little test that uh, Lars Everson uh, mentioned one time about uh, taking a puff through a pipe and contrary to a couple of articles attributed to me i do not blow through a pipe to find out i don't know i don't know anybody that blows through a pipe to smoke the damn thing first of all okay <laughs> but if i take a puff or a draw through a pipe without tobacco in it and listen for the sound uh... it can be anything from a high-pitched whistle to well absolutely no sound and from what i found is the uh, lower the pitch, going towards no sound at all, uh, yields the more optimum draw, less uh, moisture buildup, uh, more pleasant smoke. Um, you know, gets rid of that venturi effect from some kind of uh, restriction or obstruction in the uh, the overall draft passage.
0: So, for some of us, Are you simple. You <laughs> yeah, but for some of us simple-minded folk, when you when you're talking about the the space inside the mortise hole, you're also talking about filling up any little gap left in there so that there's absolutely no uh, no friction in the movement of the air and a pipe cleaner scoots through it perfectly.
1: Well, see, that's the secondary benefit, is that uh, part of what I do uh, with a blueprint is uh, try and ensure that a pipe cleaner can pass from bit to bowl and uh let me tell you, when you get to a full bent, uh or even a, a umpal, uh, it gets a bit challenging. And uh, you know, I've done some many more but I'm not thrilled about uh you know, putting my uh, uh life out on a limb trying to uh, drill weird uh or correct weird drillings and pipes anymore. But uh most bents and on I you not know, say every straight I've ever touched, uh had good success with and uh it, it changes the smoke from having to, to pull on a pipe to just sip on it. Much, much, much difference.
0: Have you experimented with the different sizes of draft holes?
1: Boy, that's a setup question. I need you to ask me that.
0: I just asked if you've experimented. Uh,
1: yes, I have. <laughs> like, Excuse me?
0: Like I said, I, I've known you for a long time, and I know you're real well. So.
1: <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Uh, there are some people that advocate uh, uh, very large bores. Uh, I've seen them all the way up to uh, 5 16 of an inch. You can just about throw a pencil through them. Uh, but that's in the shank. What I've found is that uh, having a consistent bore from one end to the other, a consistent cross-sectional area, very much like J.T. Cook and Jody Davis and Lars Everson, uh, and a few others, Teddy Knudsen's another one, uh, you know, that, uh, are known not only for their, uh, uh, well-constructed pipes, but, uh, really good smoking pipes. Um, consistent bore is much more important in bringing the results than, uh, trying to drive a pencil through the, uh, shank of a pipe. In fact, like, uh, Lars's father, Sixton, said one time, the last inch of a pipe stem is probably the most important part of a pipe, because that's where uh, I've seen more improvements in reworking a stem rather than the shank in in almost every pipe I've ever worked on.
0: Let's talk real quickly about your your hand-cut stems. Can you just give everybody a basic idea of how much time it takes you to cut a basic hand-cut stem?
1: Oh, two to three hours.
0: How many different cuts and measurements are involved in that?
1: If I had to try and figure that out, I'd probably uh, be real unhappy and stop doing them when I realized what all involved. Um, what I do on hand-cut stems, uh, and I don't have the equipment availability that uh, a lot of pipe makers have with uh, belt sanders and uh, you know, a whole wide ver- a variety of equipment. Uh, I have a, a benchtop micro-milling machine that I've used to, uh, I set it up now so that I can uh, basically uh, cut a saddle with a uh, a round nose uh, milling machine tool, uh, uh, excuse me, an end mill, and uh, then I use a uh, uh, a regular end mill to uh, cut the shape from the uh, saddle back to the bit so that when when I'm roughing out the actual overall shape of the stem, uh, I end up with something that's pretty doggone uh, parallel and uh, symmetrical and have less uh, eyeballing and measuring to do when I uh, tear into it with a file. Does that answer your question?
0: I think so. I may have to listen to it over again to figure it out.
1: Well, it's hard to describe, really, uh, especially if somebody's never cut one before. But, uh, you know, you're basically taking a solid rod of material, uh, drilling and uh, finessing a, uh, an, um, a bore that changes shapes from one end to the other, and then uh, not only making a shape, but I'll tell you what, hand cutting a stem and matching it up to an existing shank of a pipe uh, is where it really gets
0: interesting. That's what I was going to say next is that not only is it just hand-cutting a stem, it's hand-cutting a stem to represent what the previous original stem looked like and possibly worked like, but I'm sure in the case of like some of the Sheraton stems and some of the stuff that you have to do, they're probably engineered a little bit better on the inside.
1: Oh, without a doubt. The only time I will replicate an original bore on a stem is where, uh, in, you know, the, the original has to be uh, an exact replica inside and out for a collector and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, you know, that's going to take another hour or so at least because I have to continually measure and make sure that I'm not uh, uh, cutting one according to the my own familiar specs. And uh, time is money, so uh, the more time it costs, uh, the more the stem costs.
0: And speaking of money, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to talk about Meerschaums. So stick with us. We'll be back in just a minute. We are back. Ronnie's still on the phone. Let's talk about your. You are much more of a repair person than a ream and clean and buff and restoration. So don't. We're not going to talk about that. Don't send your pipes to Ronnie just to have them buffed and cleaned. But your shank, your bulletproof shank repair. Can you explain that? Because I've actually had that done on one of my pipes, and the pipe is absolutely flawless. Well,
1: I hate bands. Uh, and I've seen some pretty terrible band repairs. Uh, and, you know, that's been the standard uh, uh, offering for broken shank or crack shank pipes for, you know, well, since Jesus was in diapers, you know. But um, I just don't like them. So I decided to find a, a, a better way and hopefully an internal method for repairing crack shanks. And uh, first I tried uh delrin rod and uh, stainless steel tubing which proved to work well and then um one night uh, i had a very very small diameter uh mortise to try and repair and uh the um delrin tubing or delrin rod and stainless steel tubing just wouldn't work so i ended up uh cutting apart a uh carbon, well, Kevlar graphite, you know, space age golf club shaft and found out it was tubular. And uh, long story short, found that I could cut a uh, carbon fiber tube out of that uh, golf club shaft section and make it uh, so thin that I still could not compress it between my thumb and forefinger. So uh, that started me being able to offer an alternative you know, to repairing uh, cracked shanks from the inside. And and once that tube or the uh, rod, uh, Delaware rod is installed and epoxied into place, uh, there's no longer any pressure on that cracked area because it's bonded to the rigid tubing. And, uh, you know, unless somebody, uh, you know, just wants to uh, beat on their dog or something like that with it, uh, that pipe shouldn't break anymore.
0: How far up the shank can the crack go before you have and, and still be able to, to do the repair on it?
1: Well, really, it's it's a moot point because uh, uh, if the repair is performed at the opening of the shank, and uh, I usually try and do it the, the complete length of the mortise, but, um, you know, anywhere from uh, five-eighths of an inch I'd say five-eighths to three-quarters of an inch is plenty to keep that uh, well in place. And, uh, you know, if the sh- if the crack extends from there, uh, really uh, it's going to be held in place by the repair at the uh, shank opening.
0: And you also do a conversion on Mearsham pipes that's very similar, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. The uh, <clears throat> guys in the Kansas City Pipe Club uh, asked me one year when I was there, Uh, If there's any way that uh, (laughs) meerschaums could be made that smoke even reasonably, let alone uh, good. And uh, I experiment. I always experiment on my own stuff before. I'll try and uh, uh, foist off something new on a customer. But uh, long story short, I have to bore out the uh, shank of a meerschaum at least to... uh, uh, I'm going to say five sixteenths, not three eighths of an inch, and then custom drill a piece of Delrin rod, not only for a stainless, stu- uh, stainless steel tubing tenon, but drill that rod from the opposite side on an angle, which most uh, systems I get are bent pipes, so that the draft hole takes the, the curve inside of the piece of uh, Delrin. And that way, then, conceivably, gets the uh, pipe cleaner through that uh, little angle and then right into the uh, shank and bowl of the pipe, which of course necessitates a new stem because the original stems for most uh, most meers are, are or most stems are junk that come on mirsoms, and uh, they won't they won't take being heated to uh, straighten out and rebore, so uh, I either put a new lucite or a, a vulcanite stem on in the process, which is opened up, and then that way uh, you basically have a blueprint uh, on a meersum, which is why I just amazingly decided to call that a blueprint conversion. Can you imagine that?
0: Boy, that was awfully creative for you.
1: Man, i tell you what, I, my brain hurt over that one.
0: Now, without saying the type of tobacco that you like, can you talk about the difference in taste and smoking quality between a converted Meersham and one of your blueprinted briars?
1: Well, the draw is very similar. But uh, one thing that's become uh, real obvious with a converted Meerschaum is that uh, uh, Meerschaum kind of... Uh, mellows um any harshness in a tobacco and uh you know i'm not going to go into the absorbent properties and all that stuff because uh, meerschaum is basically a, a rock a natural uh um, rock but um uh, the, the draw is the same the taste is better uh, it, it's a it's got a smoother taste and then uh, a side effect is that uh, the coloring that normally happens right in the, uh, uh, the bend or right adjacent to the shank of a meerschaum, and, you know, you've got all this darkness and blackness and everything, and the bowl looks like it never even saw a flame. Um, that whole deal changes where you don't have that tar trap in there, and uh, the meerschaum will uh, tend to color much more evenly. In fact, um, there's a guy here in town, that has one that I did, and uh, I put a um, bamboo shank on it and a hand-cut stem for him, <laughs> mainly because I owed him some favors. But uh, it's a big, about a group five uh, uh, egg shape, and that is one of the most beautifully coloring nearshums uh, anybody could ask to see. And it's it's darker at the, at the base of the uh, shank, but um, man, it is also coloring just. Absolutely fantastic in the bowl, uh, and it's got that eggshell uh, appearance to it, and a bit of light and dark. And um, man, it, it it just changes the whole dynamics of uh, smoking tobacco.
0: Can you tell the difference in the in the different quality of meersham itself, the raw material?
1: Well, basically, uh, you know, block Meerschaum is a lot lighter than uh, uh, pressed meersham. And, uh, you know, as far as the, uh, <laughs> the durability of meersums, Meershams are, are much more susceptible to a fracture than anything else. Uh, I've drilled out some that uh, had my heart in my throat, and uh, I always express a caveat to a customer that, uh, well, if the patient doesn't survive the surgery, uh, I'd be glad to send you the pieces back. But so far, uh, none have blown out. Um, one was already had had the end of the broke uh, the, the end of the shank broken off, and some pieces uh, chunked off. But um, uh, that was not surprising. Uh, but uh, other than uh, um, there being a hard spot inside somewhere inside of that piece of rock, mearsons are uh, a whole lot more durable. Uh, you know, really, uh, when done properly, that's a lifelong smoke.
0: Is there a simple way for us to identify the difference between block meerschaum and composite meerschaum just when we're looking at the pipes?
1: Uh, initially, I'd say no. Uh, some people that uh, have a lot of experience can, can tell, you know, I mean, you know, you have to have one or the other, but the weight for given, shape and size <clears throat> can be a giveaway. Um, basically, a meerschaum pipe... Uh, this is from a block will be deceivingly or deceptively light for its size. That that's the, that's the best way of thinking about it. You pick one up, it's like, Wow, this this doesn't weigh anything. Um, that's that's about as uh, scientific as I can get.
0: <laughs> and the composite will be heavier.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. All
0: right, we yeah, got there may be some We've got a few Go we've got a few minutes left. Any um any really fun stories of pipes that have been sent into you for repair of what people have done to them or how bad off they are?
1: Um none that I none that could be printed or uh spoken uh, truthfully.
0: Well uh, we'll skip that. <laughs> All right. In that case <clears throat> In that case, we'll end this with the fast five final questions. No correct answers, just whatever comes to your mind, short answer, five questions. Are you ready?
1: You may regret this.
0: What's your favorite pipe? Conovitz. What's your favorite tobacco?
1: McClellan.
0: What is your favorite drink? Coffee. What is your favorite thing to do while smoking? Working at my lathe. And I'll change this up just for you. What's your favorite pipe-related weekly podcast?
1: Is this multiple choice?
0: (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, I will let everybody know, Ronnie works on a a different schedule, so uh, if you want your pipe done fast, it's the wrong place to go. If you want it done right, Go to his website, it's nightowlpipeworks.com, send him an email, uh, work will be finished when the proper materials are done, am I uh, correct with that?
1: If it ain't right, it doesn't go out the door.
0: And with that, I will say thank you, Ronnie B. from Tennessee.
1: Uh, thank you too, Byron, it's been very special to speak with you and you. Uh, um... Well, there was something else about the great bird of paradise, but uh, leave long and perspire. Live long and perspire, yes.
0: We'll be back with the normal portion of the show in just a minute. This is Internet Radio.
1: There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri corn corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've
0: ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Welcome back. I've learned a lot talking to uh, Ronnie B. back and forth over the years. Got a lot of insight into the inside of pipes. So as I mentioned when I was in Vegas, saw uh, saw an Elvis lounge act. One of my favorite songs I'm going to play for you, but this is a remix that was done by a group called JLX. It's a mix of... A uh, modern day twist on it with uh, Elvis in the background, so I think you'll enjoy it. Now that, kids, is how you do a remix of a classic song in my book. One of my favorite Elvis songs, but uh, not exactly the one you want on a radio talk show. But anyway, I love the song, love the remix of it, love the updated version of it. I hope you enjoyed it. Otherwise, hey, I don't care. Uh, Vegas was a blast, so had a good time. Master, I have mail for you. Well, thank you, Jeannie. Yeah, it's uh, been a busy week. I haven't had much time to... Spend some time on the forums and checking stuff, but did hear from a uh, listener in Portugal checking us out. Also, lots of positive comments about Bill, Romeo Wood. Lots of positive comments. Uh, It was a great interview. Enjoyed that. We'll have to have him back and uh, get into some more stuff, especially on the uh, tea side of the issue. On the legislative stuff that's going on, don't get into a panic quite yet. The... The budget proposed by Obama is kind of a placeholder or a starting point. However, if you live in the United States, make sure and mention to all your uh, senators and members of the House of Representatives that you smoke and you vote and that you don't want any more sin taxes on something. So, that's my advice to everybody. I can't believe that we are one week away from Chicago. One week from today, I'll be in Chicago. I'll head off to a uh, sequestered location to do the normal Thursday night show. But one week from today is the big Chicago pipe show. If you got plans on attending, make sure and stop by my table. Come by and find me. I'll be roaming all over the resort. Big cigar event going on there the Wednesday night before. I'm going to go in and check that out and see what they're doing. But Chicago's a week away. Wow. And apparently, if you want to become a master blender of pipe tobacco, the best thing is that you're uh, born in the month of April, because today is Russ Ouellette's birthday. So here's a little special message just for Russ. Russ, I hope you uh, have many, many more happy birthdays. And just so that you don't feel left out, you're an old fart too. Hey, we'll be back in just a minute.
1: reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favourite blends outside of the US? 4 stocks all of your favourite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from 4Noggins.com. is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the US and international with no worries. 4 for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. Cowboy
0: Cowboy Do you want to know how CNN, Cigar Dave, MTV, and Cigar Aficionado all pissed me off in the same way? Well, I'm about to tell you, because here's what they did. They start off with a great program or a great idea or a great format, something that I enjoy. CNN, you go there, you grab news. Or Headline News Network, you go there, you grab the immediate news, you watch it, you listen it, you consume it. MTV, you go there to watch music videos. Cigar aficionado, you go there to learn about the cigars and the cigar industry. Well, all of these media outlets, and I'll lump them all together as media, they've all changed over the past four or five years or six years or seven years. MTV doesn't even play music videos anymore. I don't know where to go to get music videos if I want to watch music videos. I don't know where to go to get them anymore, I'm sorry. Headline news, six hours out of the day they've got regularly scheduled programs. Cigar Dave, thanks to Kevin Godby, I went back and listened to four or five of his shows recently, and he is and en- he's less about cigars and more about what's going on in politics and raving about this or ranting about this or ranting about that. You know what? If I wanted to hear that, I could turn on Rush Limbaugh, and I don't exactly want to hear that all day either. When you come up with a format for a show like we did with this one, we're going to stick with this. It's going to be pipes and pipe tobacco related. Occasionally we'll have a couple of little pieces here and there that aren't true pipe related things, but the content of the show, the majority of it is going to be pipe and pipe tobacco related and pipe hobby related. We're not going to go off onto any tangents. No Martha Stewart. No Martha Stewart episodes, I promise But when MTV went away from music videos And became this reality junk network of whatever it was They should have changed their name Bravo TV, which used to be a great channel Used to have some really good shows on it Is now the Desperate Housewives Network Or the Real Housewives, or whatever it is Anyway, that bothers me That's my rant for this week. Everybody, if you stay the same, I'll watch you. If you start changing, I'm done with you, and that's the end of it. So don't forget, next week, from Chicago, the big Chicago pipe show, going to do a lot of interviews while I'm there and have them in the can from a lot of the foreigners, a lot of of, of out-of-the-country folks. Got a lot going on with that. Don't forget, please make sure and post comments. Leave feedback ratings for us on iTunes. If you are an artisan pipe maker and you want some exposure, if you're a brick-and-mortar retail store and you want some exposure, or if you just want to advertise on this show, please contact Kevin Godby at PipesMagazine.com. I want to say a special thank you to our 14,000-plus regular weekly listeners. An additional thank you to SmokingPipes.com. And I will say, Until next time from Chicago, Bomba trails to bomba until we bomba again. Happy bomba to you, bomba deed bomba
1: about the clouds when we're together. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. One, two, three, happy trails, trails to, dee-da, to,
0: dee-da, you to you till we meet Bum I just dropped a hot ash on my lap and yes I am wearing pants.